Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfen down your lunch. Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. Uh, high noon. That means it is time for Wolf and Don, your lunch. Tim in for Luke today on a Wednesday. Happy to be here. Aaron Maloney drives the bus for Wolf and Don, your lunch. E, you have questions. We have answers. Take it away. <laughs> we hope you have answers. I don't know. We'll make it up. So the Cardinals are looking for their next head coach, and they hold the number three overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft. So, so should they be willing to give that up to land, maybe say, Sean Payton? Here's Jay Feely from Bickley and Murata yesterday. Well, you think back to John Gruden. What did they give up for John Gruden? They gave up two first-round picks for John Gruden? Did I looked really, it up. Yeah. I, don't oh, I think that's what it was. I think, that, I mean, that's a lot. Uh, I think anything over a first-round pick is it would be hard to swallow. But if you're getting your coach that you believe is going to take you to the Super Bowl that can get the most out of your quarterback, you've already invested in your quarterback. Yes. Um, you know, So what you do with this coach has to be predicated on what you believe is best for your quarterback in your offense. Would you give up number three overall? Yeah, it would hurt, but I think, I, think you, I think you probably would. So, what's best for Kyler Murray in the Cardinals offense? No! <laughs> okay, what are we talking? Short term or long term? <laughs> what are we well, thinking of? Okay, so how long do you think Kyler's going to be the Cardinals quarterback for? Long term. All right, so then we're talking long term. Oh, my goodness. See, the logic is there. I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to say that. I, I, You know what? We'll give you the 2024 first round pick. Yes. How about that, New Orleans? You're not 2024. You're, you're not giving up the number three pick in the draft for a coach. I'll, t- I'll take it a step further. Sean Payton, if he's coming here, doesn't want the Cardinals to give up the number three pick in the draft to bring him here. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, he might. I don't know. He wants. He he wants the number. He's he gonna, wants his twenty five million. Now. And he, but he also wants that number three pick. Give him the twenty twenty four. Look, if you're going to give up a first round pick, right? You're right. We'll make it twenty twenty four. Yes. Or so host a second round picks or whatever. But I, I, there is no way. When you are sitting there at three, Aaron, from where I sit, that you you give up the pick or what that pick could bring yes. you via trade for a head coach. I just I, that does not make make sense to me. So then you think that number three overall pick, whatever they get there, is better for Kyler Murray than landing Sean Payton? <laughs> I'm saying like if I this know. is the only chance, then you're, you're you're all right. You're making a lot of sense right now, but you're pigeonholing me. You're saying it's There's only, only one the, answer, Wolf. I know. No, you're saying if it's they draft, only the number three pick or nothing. I, I, I beg to differ on that. Now, if you're saying that's the only thing the New Orleans Saints are going to accept, the only thing, or you don't get Sean Payton, I, I begrudgingly would have to say yes. No. God. You book. I know, I know, I know, but you bought it. It's not the X's and the O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's, and there's a really good Jimmy and a Joe available three. That's like. true, and <laughs> who has the best chance of actually developing the Jimmy and the Joe being Kyler Murray? I mean, yeah, can that's Kyler a- develop Will Anderson? 
Okay. I mean, you are her. We got we got like incongruent lines this, flowing exactly around here. The logic right here. <laughs> it's like a math problem. Yeah. Right. I I would hate I would hate to part with that number three for Sean McVay as much as I would love to have Peyton. McVay here. I'm not giving up anything for Sean McVay, just for the record. Too many Sean's. You know what? Just hang out, man. Sean McVay's going to be out there. We can hire McVay as a consultant, uh, an analyst. So, despite being shorthanded, the Suns went into the Bay Area and shocked the Warriors 125-113 to snap their six-game losing streak. Here's Suns head coach Monty Williams on the bench guys stepping up. I think it just speaks to playing with confidence and just playing with force. You know, that sometimes that can overcome some talent deficiencies or putting guys out there who've never been in, in these types of situations. I think if you play hard and you play with confidence, you give yourself a shot. You know, hard work doesn't guarantee success, but without it, you got no shot. You know, and that's that's something that we we preach in our program is you, you have to work hard to give yourself a chance and then that expands your talent. And then the other thing is I, I really feel like these experiences for guys like Josh and Ish, Dwayne, you never know when you're going to have to call on one of those guys late in the season to play a big role. How surprised were you by the Suns' performance? Shocked. I was absolutely shocked to see them compete the way that they did. Um, and yeah, can I just say quickly right now, take that cut from Monty right there and put it in the audio bank because I want to play that again when we're talking about DA. Okay? Play what he just said and think of DA. Interesting. I, I, I was really shocked, D. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm a pretty positive person <laughs> most times. I, w- I was looking at how shorthanded that Suns team was last night. When you talk about seven of their top eight players not playing uh, against a team that doesn't really lose at home all that much. And the defending world champion... Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Wiggins and Green and Looney back on the court and Jordan Poole. I mean, I looked at that and said, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care how hard they play. I, I don't see a pathway here. But, but by by God, they did it. They did it, and they did it as a collective effort. And they got they got great performances by everybody that played. And I can go through the numbers, and sometimes the numbers don't tell the story. But everybody was impactful. Everybody was influential. You get a 27-point lead. Warriors make their run, but you hold them off, and you finish the deal. That was just a that was just a spectacular team effort by everybody in a Suns uniform last night, top to bottom. So I'm going to actually make you answer who had the best performance. So our Sanderson-Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, who was the MVP of the Suns' shocking win? Over the Warriors. Your choices: Mikael Bridges, Damian Lee, Dario Saric, Dwayne Washington Jr., or other. Wow, that is a good question, right there. Um, you know what I'm going to say? Uh, I'm going to say Damian Lee. Damian Lee made some big buckets, huge shots. Um, big free got throws to the too. Line, big free 14 throws. to 14 from the free throw line. He he set the force. And the physicality. He set the bar for that, the way that Monty likes to see it. The force. It was the how Damian Lee scored 22 points that I love. Mikel Bridges was excellent. He was fantastic. But for me, it was Damian Lee because he represented everything that happened last night where you had backups as starters. 
And yet, I know Damian Lee didn't start the game, but he went out that backup, went out and played like a starter. Yep, helped him finish the game, no doubt about it. I'm going to go with Dario. 19-9, 7 assists. 7 assists led the team. Last night, the Suns playing without a point guard. How evident is that in the final box score? Their last two assist leaders in their last two games, DeAndre Ayton and Dario Saric. The distributors. All right. Does Max Starks think the card should do whatever it takes to land Sean Payton? We'll ask the two-time Super Bowl champion in maximum football next. Wolf and Luke, Tim Ring, filling in for Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum Football. Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. We're back on Wolf and Luke. You heard the intro. I don't think it needs another one. I think it was handled artfully and skillfully right there with the taped guys. The big man. The big man himself. The pride of Gainesville. (laughs) (laughs) The pillar of Pittsburgh, Max Starks. What's going on, Maxi? I'm doing good, Tim. Good to see you again, and actually in person versus the virtual version that we had for Fiesta Bowl Media Days. Max and I hosted Fiesta Bowl Media Day, Wolf, or so I thought (laughs) that was supposed to happen. Why do you say that? We hosted most of Fiesta Bowl Media Day together. What happened at Fiesta Bowl Media Day? I mean, what, yeah, yeah. What what happened? I, I mean, I actually don't remember because I was knocked well, out. <laughs> I can give the cli- I can give the cliff notes now. So we did an hour show about TCU, and we took a little break. We it came back great. and did an we had hour. A great, yeah. Yeah. TCU okay. was great. So and usually teams come right after. For a full disclosure, right? They right. come right after. So you get back one, to back, back then to you back, get the yes. other one. Yeah, that makes sense. That's normal. Yeah. But Jimmy Jimmy Harbaugh wanted to go at noon. So we had like a two and a half hour break in between our TCU hour show and our Michigan hour show. Oh, my goodness. So Max okay. and I had a lot of time to fill once the show started. So you you had a super busy week, did you not, Max? I, I, I did. And what was funny was because Harbaugh moved... His media day back, I was like, I got to rush to the airport. My flight was at 2 p.m. Okay. So if he starts at 1230, he's not ending until about 130. My flight leaves at 207. You're going to be right. So I was like, well, I can only go till 1255. Okay. You know, on the show. You have to leave. Yeah, I have to leave. And so, and we were going back live at noon. So it was a two hour gap. So I was like, okay. So I was like, you know what? I have a two-hour gap. Let me run home because I left some stuff at the house. Right, okay. Because I was because I wasn't going to be able to go home until Tuesday. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so this is a Thursday. We're going to be back home in my house until Tuesday. I was like, two hours, okay. I can run home, come back. I do that. Yeah, we still have thirty minutes. I'm back at like eleven twenty-five. Okay, for the I'm Michigan like, show. We are, Michigan. We've, show. we've already done the TCU show. TCU's in the can. We've already done that one. So I'm like, I could go sit in this ballroom 
for 35 minutes. Because Tim's not in there. Right. Tim, Tim's, okay. at, Tim's at Bitfire. I'm in a studio. So it's it would have been literally just me. And then Sarah Sarah was getting lunch. Okay. So I would have just been sitting at this desk with the other people that I don't know staring at me or ignoring me, one of the two. Um I was like, I'm just going to sit in my car. I'm like, I'm going to turn on, turn on some SXM. I'm going to listen to what's what's going on, and I'm going to take a nap. And so <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm listening. I'm listening. You know, the eyes get the eyes get heavy, and then well, oh no, gone, no, gone. one hour, uh, a thirty minute nap turned to to a forty five minute nap, and the <laughs> Michigan show began. Where the hell's Max? So wait a minute. So Tim, you're up there live <laughs> on television for fifteen minutes by himself. <laughs> we have we have fifteen minutes fifteen minutes to to fill time before Harbaugh oh, Harbaugh takes the podium. No commercial breaks. Also, so we, oh no, we have all this video and graphics and stats. Right, Max and I are going to go back and forth. Right? Yeah. No Max. Now, whoa. Yeah. Now okay. there's there's no plan B for Max sleeping in his car. Yeah. So it was like the red light came on, and I just talked for, and then Harbaugh was late. I talked for 17 minutes straight about TCU and Michigan. Do you know how hard that is right now if you're driving around? Just stop and listen to this. Do you know how hard that is to do, to talk for 17 straight minutes? Yes. To ask and answer your own questions. Right. No other other repartee. I was I was I was a bad co-host in that moment because I was, you know, I, I, I was, could see that happening though. I mean, with your schedule, it had to be absolutely yeah. not. So, and and I was up that morning. I didn't go to bed till two because I was packing for all of my trips and getting all my boards together because that was a stretch where I had five games in seven days. So I had a, and I knew I wasn't going to be back home till Tuesday. So it's like once I leave for this Fiesta Bowl show, like. Well, I have to have everything. <laughs> it was, it was real quick before we get to Sean Payton here. It was funny because Max showed up in the middle of the show, and they really wanted to hear Max's expertise on the game. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, "Let's just let's just talk about the game some more." And I'm like, "I just talked about it for 17 straight minutes. I've got nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. It's not my fault. Max was sleeping in his car. Yeah. Now I got to do the whole damn show over again. <laughs> yeah. Next, <laughs> next topic. <laughs> wow." Oh man, all's well that ends well, and yeah. we ended up doing a, it. Was it was That's actually a great story? Real dudes. quick, it was the first time Fiesta Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl has done something like that. A media day show was streamed, obviously globally, of course. Yeah, um, and I think they're going to do it again because even yeah. though the, the one snafu happened there with Michigan <laughs> and Max, uh, it was still a really cool experience, and I think yeah. the Fiesta Bowl was really happy with the ultimate uh, product. Max, let's get right to it. Yes. Sean Payton talking about Kyler Murray on. The Colin Coward show, what he would do with Kyler, putting him under center. Your thoughts on Sean Payton and how realistic it is that he ends up here or that he's a candidate here? What Mike Bidwell might be thinking of him? Is it a good fit? Go. All right. Well, I think with Sean Payton, I mean, I think he'd be a great fit in just about any team in the NFL, right? I think he he's one of those guys. He's plug and play. And he whatever the situation is, he will make the best out of that situation. Um, you know. I don't want to go on the record saying, oh, he's a quarterback whisperer, but he is an offensive genius. Mm-hmm. And he is one that has proven it 
on the pro level, let's make sure because we've heard the word genius and offenses thrown around a lot, and it's like it's unfounded. I remember when Chip Kelly was this offensive genius, and now he's at UCLA, and he's been there in obscurity for the last seven years. Um, you know, I think for Sean Payton, for him to take that sabbatical year from the Saints, it's obviously what do the Saints need that – another team has to offer them. That's what's really going to be the intriguing thing, because I think Sean Payton fits here. I think he fits with any scheme or system, and he can work with just about any personnel. Mm. Um, the problem is, is the Saints. That, that, that's, that's, the, that's the big elephant in the room. That's the one where how much are they going to command to release him from his contract um, and his contract? Because they also, they don't have the best coaching situation right now in New Orleans with Dennis Allen. So it's and like, the rumors, too. The rumors yeah. out there are he might go back to coach the Saints. Or yeah. what, what about the rumors? Vegas come? says that's number three. The number three. The odds. The yeah. Saints are number three. And if the if the Denver Broncos, I mean, I'm not saying Sean Payton can be bought, but if somebody throws $20 million a year at you, I don't care what you think of Russell Wilson. You're thinking about taking that job, right? Yeah. And also, what what are the Broncos going to have to give up in that process? Now, I know, listen, when you have Walmart money, you don't really think about what those odds are. But in the NFL world, it's a lot different than the business world. Those draft picks are the difference between obscurity and going from worst to first in a heartbeat. Just ask the Jacksonville Jaguars that who are playing this weekend. Right? You need those resources. And the Broncos... And the Cardinals are both going to have high draft picks to be able to do some things. So I'm sure New Orleans is like, well, if you want him, because we technically need him, uh, you're going to have to give us something. You're yeah. going to have to give us some picks yeah. in this I, process. I have to ask you this right now, quickly. Number three pick overall in the draft. Yes. What if that's it? You going to do it? Will Anderson, Sean Payton. Will Anderson, Sean Payton. Sorry, Sean. I need Will Anderson. I need a pass rusher. I said the same thing. I need a pass rusher. I need a pass rusher. Yeah, you understand that, but you you lost JJ Watt. And you didn't have another one with your quarterback. Once again, I can go find some other guys that can fix him for for less than the third round pick. Okay. I can find some other ones. All right. All right. You're talking me off that ledge. Yes. Because I'm better. Sean Payton is not the end all be all. Okay. All right. He's one of many. We'll see. Plenty of fish in the sea. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute now. Uh, Exactly. Um, Okay. Yeah. All right. Now. Okay. Good. <laughs> yes, I feel better. All right, let's hit a right break. Hey, let's hit, hit the pressure points. We got we got a whole hour with Max. Everybody, sit tight. We'll get to all this stuff. We're gonna talk to Max about uh, the postseason, Super Bowl, Wild Card weekend, ready to roll uh, coming up this weekend, beginning on Saturday. What does Max think about the teams that could make some noise? Perhaps maybe not the obvious answers there. Coming up, Wolf and Luke, Tim and for Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Arizona Sports. With Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. All right, we are back. It is Maximum Football. Tim Ring in for Luke Lipinski. Wolf is here, of course. Max Starks, two-time Super Bowl champ here as well. Max, we can get back into the champagne thing in a little bit if we want, but... Super Wild Card Weekend is upon us. Yes. Two games Saturday, three games on Sunday. Then Tommy Brady goes at Dak Prescott in the 
and the Cowboys on Monday Night Football, the lone Monday Night game. So there you go. You got you got the lowdown here. It's you know Seattle and San Francisco and the Chargers and Jags on Saturday. Finns, Bills, Sunday, Giants, Vikings, and then the nightcap Ravens, Bengals. So you look at Super Bowl or Super Wild Card Weekend as these teams pursue a Super Bowl. What are your opening thoughts on what we're about to see go down? Rematches. 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 Rematches and rubber matches. That that's all I see in this. It's is one of the I think the one of uh, Two times in the last like ten years, where you've literally had rematches all Wild Card Weekend. Every team has played each other at some point in the season, and mm. a couple of them are division rivals playing for a third time uh, against each other. Which I think is uh, it's crazy when you think about that. I mean, I was a part of that back in '09 when we played when we played the Ravens. I was that in '05 when we played the Bengals. So I'm used to the rubber matches. It, it, but it's crazy when you think every team has seen each other that's going to see each other in the first round of these playoffs. And that that's pretty wild to me. And I think that's probably the first thing is there's familiarity. There's no, we haven't seen these guys. We don't know who they are, right? It's not you're getting a random team against each other. These all have played against each other. They all have a history and they have yeah. footage on each other, which I think will be interesting when they match up again. So, so you, To me, it just blows my mind because, of course, you have to have a quarterback to win the Super Bowl. You have yes. to have a quarterback. You have to have a quarterback. That's all we hear. This is a quarterback. This is a passing league. You have to have a quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Or do you, San Francisco? <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, right now, where you look at the Buccaneers, it's Tom Brady. Look, everybody, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, that, Who that, that's do you not give? light. Yes. That's not a light phrase. No, that isn't. <laughs> yeah. That isn't right there. And now I look at the San Francisco 49ers and how loaded they are on that roster on both sides of the ball, except for quarterback. Where do you? But yet he come? hasn't lost. I know, yeah. I, and he's played well. <laughs> he's played well on top of this. So where do you yeah. put all that? I, Max? I, th- I think when I look at it, experience overall matters. Um, you're getting, you're not getting the 21 year old, <laughs> one year starter, and he just happened to luck into this position, right? I mean, Brock Purdy cut his teeth in college football in the big played a long time for a very long time um, and I think he's he comes in more mature than the average rookie but I mean that defense is just so suffocating. I mean, it's not even fair. I mean, I mean, I couldn't even create a better dynasty team on Madden video game. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I got to put all creative players, it would probably look like the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, that's where they are defensive. And then offensively, you throw that big hulking offensive line and a run game in there with it. And then you have tough receivers and a tight end. Not just a tight end. For me, he's the best tight end in the game. Yeah, top two. I'll give you top two. He's one of the two. One of the top two. Okay, who's the other one? Kelsey. Kelsey. Okay, but see, I I look at Travis Kelsey and I see a wide receiver. He's an offensive weapon. He is not a wide receiver. (laughs) I know that. I know that. He is the ultimate weapon. George Kittle is a true stud tight end. (laughs) A true stud tight end. He's a true Y. To me, that is a tight end. Somebody who can block as well as receive. George Kittle, I think, is the best. But you don't need to block when you're Travis Kelsey. Well, you know. Because, Because 
guess what? I, one, one less guy is going to rush if Travis Kelsey runs a route. But I can't <laughs> sit here and evaluate you, okay? All he does, is, ca- all he does is catch touchdowns. All he does, yeah, he's like yeah. he's a modern Chris Carter. All he does is yeah, catch yeah, touchdowns. Exactly. I, I, he's I'm a here, wide receiver. I'm here for the touchdowns and the celebrations, guys, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I, but I, I will give you this. I think George Kittle, like you said, I think he's top two. I mean, you could argue 1A, 1B. We're splitting hairs. However, we're splitting hairs about it. But No, no we're not. No, because the essence of the game is about knocking somebody's face off. George Kittle knocks somebody's face off. Travis Kelsey in, just kind of plays In the days of yours. Let's just say in it. the days just of yours. Just say it the yes. way that it is. That's how it is. No. Just like we See, have random fullbacks wrong. that are very, it, 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 it's one of those things is antiquated. Because look at the tight ends in today's league. Outside of George Kittle, who else? You're either a blocking no, or no. receiving tight end. No, there's there's Who? other guys Who? in the league that are Who? actually doing it. Some Who? young guys that are Mark Andrews right is not now. that guy. T.J. Hawkinson is not that guy. Who, who else? Let me, is let me the top just tell one? you right yeah. now that it's changing. <laughs> Evan, Evan, no, Evan no. Ingram is this not is that what, guy. You don't think? Listen, the the pendulum swung all the way to the right. Yes. As far as the new age offense. Max, yeah. it's coming back to the middle. It's in the middle, as well, a matter of fact, right now. Oh, it it's will be. It's a blending in the of middle. the, oh, yeah. man. And once again, I mean, but what are you when asking When you get away from the essence do? of the game, when you get it, when you forget about it, your host. That's the way I think. Unless Physical you're the, teams. Unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, I'll give you the chance. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you the chance. That, that, that's the one exception. Okay. That's I, the I, one exception. That's where Travis Kelsey plays. Two, uh, well, okay, yes, but, he's not, but he's still not a tight end. He's a wide receiver. That's what he is. No, he, he's too Does big. It he's, too big. he's a mismatch. He is a mismatch. Yeah, it doesn't matter that's if you call is. him a tight end or a wide receiver. That's it, what it, he does. It doesn't. He gets paid as a tight end. He, he, he has 87 number. He goes in line. He goes split. Motion. I mean, you know, yes, he does not pancake people like George Kittle does. My goodness. <laughs> but anywho. I give you five more years before you see that pendulum swinging back. Five more. Yeah. I, 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 listen, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I love it. And it's it's the repartee that I, that I, yes, that I feast in. But um, when you look at what San Francisco is, they are a team that's built and they don't need the quarterback to be that guy because they have every other piece in place. And it's literally a plug-and-play type of position. Hence, why San Francisco felt so comfortable to let Jimmy G walk and they were going to insert Trey Lance in the same position. So, I think San Francisco is one of those teams where they go as far as they want to go mm-hmm. as a team. A quarterback, you're asking him to probably make about four winning throws a game in that Man. situation, in that system. And it's probably going to be good enough until you see Philly. Well, and that's where that, it will be. That's where I, I would, you would, took the words out of my mouth. What about Brock Purdy on the road in the NFC Championship game in cold, loud, nasty, mean Philadelphia playing in that environment? Forget the whole third string thing, just as, as a rookie. Yeah. I mean, that's that ain't easy, brother. It, it ain't easy, and the guy he's going against on the other side is ice water. I mean, Jalen Hurts has ice water in his veins. Mm. Him and Joe Burrow um, are just two that are just ice cold, that it does not matter what you throw in front of them, they don't Whoa. flinch. I feel like Josh Allen flinches at times, Ooh. and so that's why I don't put him up there, but those two, those two are guys who have okay, won. coming into this season, though, yeah. I got I'll tell you right now, Jalen Hurts 
was the question mark to me for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was the question mark, right? Yeah. Was, there's no way. I, I, in fact, is I, I thought Jalen Hurts was going to struggle a little bit early. This I, I never saw him play the way that he did. He played so well for them. So no. right now, when you watch him, you think he's also got that something something about him. He was, it was more than well, Wolf. I, I'll throw this. Oh, yeah, I'll throw yeah. this at you. I taught historic through twelve weeks. Now he, he tailed off because he, he was hurt. But through twelve weeks, statistically, no quarterback had ever had a better offensive season in totality than Jalen Hurts mm. in the history of the National Football League. Yeah. Not only were they unbeaten, but through twelve weeks, he was putting up the best statistical season offensively yeah. than any quarterback in history. That's how good he was this year. And for me. I loved him coming out of college because I watched him as a true freshman at Alabama all the way to the graduate super senior, however you want to call it, at Oklahoma. The kid, the kid was just unflinchable and unflappable, and that's why I loved him Man. the entire time. So I was rooting for him the entire time. They were my dark horse at the beginning of this season was Philadelphia. Innings Festival is back. The two-day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Weezer, The Offspring, and so much more returns to Tempe Beach Park on February 25th and 26th. Tickets just went on sale, and you can head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. What were Max's thoughts on the national championship game. We'll ask the two-time Super Bowl champ in maximum football next. Max, just don't go to your car before we talk TCU. Okay? No. Just the bathroom. (laughs) No closing your eyes. Just a quick cat nap. Wolf and Luke. Tim and for Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Max starts. Max starts. Maximum football. With Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. All right, Tim Ray and Ron Wolfley back. Wolf and Luke here on a Wednesday. It's Maximum Football with Max Stark. You know, we tease Max about don't, don't go away and fall asleep in your car. <laughs> Guess what? The segment's underway. No way, man. And he's not here. Max is sleeping in his car right now. He's sleeping in his car If anybody sees Max, um, wake him up, please, will (laughs) you? That is so funny. Max Starks sleeping in his car. Again. We want to talk about what? The national championship game? You better believe it, man. If Max were here, I would ask him about it. Oh, look at he. The, look what the cat track did. We were worried you As were my actually mother used asleep to say. in the car once again, Max. You okay? I was not. Actually, I was going to get a uh, refreshing oh, energy oh. drink to make sure that I stayed awake and I did not go to my car. <laughs> Max, I think uh, that national championship game, we can praise George. Georgia uh, effusively, as we should. We all wanted to see a competitive game. Certainly not that. Yeah. I mean, credit Georgia, the moment too big for TCU, just one of those nights, because I thought TCU would at least be moderately competitive after they they showed out against Michigan, but that was uh, that was a that was a rough night. For for viewers, everybody but the Georgia faithful. Yeah, everybody but Bulldogs fans and SEC fans everywhere. Um, this is the difference between getting three weeks preparation for a team versus one week back to back. That's that's what I felt like was a difference. I mean. TCU for everything they did great in the Fiesta Bowl out here, um, New Year's Eve, was 
everything you hoped would not happen and kind of what you thought was going to happen against Michigan happened against Georgia. And that's where the difference in recruiting comes in. <laughs> stars matter. Yes, yeah, stars, stars, matter. stars matter and body composition matters. Uh, yeah. And the line the, of scrimmage. The line of scrimmage was humongous compared to not as humongous. And you saw a Georgia team that even though they weren't last year's Monstar squad. No. Oh, can you imagine if that oh, oh, it would we wouldn't even have I mean TCU, we'd we'd still be checking the morgue for the bodies right now. <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah, me- metaphorically, not literally. Yes, metaphorically. Um, I'm, I'm watching I'm watching Jalen Carter play and dominate, and I'm thinking to myself, not being a an astute Georgia watcher, but like, wait a second, did they had they had Jordan Davis and this dude on the defensive line last he year? He was the backup. Are you kidding me? He was the backup. He he so he was a he was a rotation guy last yes. year. Yes. He was not the starter. Devontae Wyatt was the other starter opposite Jordan Davis. And a doggone good one. Yeah. So, I mean, you had two certified dogs, and this is the leftover. (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying? Him him and Brinson. The soon-to-be number two or three pick in the draft. (laughs) Couldn't couldn't get on the field last year. Couldn't see the field with those guys. So it was just, I mean, it was an utter domination. And Stetson Bennett, will he translate over into the NFL? I I don't think so. But... The kid for a college quarterback, I yeah. mean, tremendous. I mean, you're talking Tim Tebow-esque as far as just what he has done on a college stage with a college program surrounded by stars. He led the way. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't translate to Sundays, but for Saturday and that Monday night, the kid's a legend. You know, for me right now, Georgia was bent on playing this game, and they were bent on going out and playing it with desperation. And you could see it the way they went out and they played. I give Kirby Smart so much credit for that to prepare his team. Yep. You know what he was saying. You know what he was oh, preaching. There was oh. leaked. There was leaked audio as well. No, was <laughs> yeah. there? Oh, yeah. What? Okay, oh, he great. had them fired up. Okay. I, no, I'm. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying. He was telling, beware, if you don't go out there and prepare for these guys, we're going to lose, just like Michigan, right? He, he had to be. All the, the, all the time that he was preparing, they had to be screaming at their kids, you better take these guys seriously. All I know is this. Georgia came out and they were focused, they were prepared, and they were ready to play a game like they were playing the best of the best of the best. And that says a lot about Kirby Smart and his staff getting them ready. It was almost a perfect offensive display. Perfect. They were perfect. Everything was right. Everything. I mean, you, unstoppable. Yeah, you could have called. You could have called the annexation of Puerto Rico, and it would have worked. You know what I'm saying? Like you could have picked any play, and they made it work. And Brock Bowers, first of all, oh my, bona fide stud tight end. He might not be George Kittle. Might be more like Travis Kelsey. How does he block? Yes, of course How does he, he block? I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I do. My fantasy <laughs> team does not care player. whether he can. But the guy, the guy finds the end zone. He he hit his head on the goalpost and the ground a couple of times trying to try, trying to get into the end zone, and he did successfully do that. Um, that's what I care about. This coming I, from a tackle. You exactly. Broke my heart. Tonight. No, I did not. You broke my heart. The job of an you offensive player Kelsey, in general is to do me, what? Score one more point than the other team. You tell me. And He's win a tight end the game. He broke my heart, Fredo. <laughs> he broke my heart, Fredo. But listen, how many tight ends do you know that can take a jet sweep 75 yards for a touchdown? Yeah. Okay. Who cares? 
I do. That, you you gotta, should if you want to win. Athletes we could if you want to win, if you want to win, you should care about yeah, right. if, if your tight end well, can not, do that. Yeah, but he's not playing tight end in that case. There's yeah, not is. a lot of people out there that are giving their tight end jet sweeps, <laughs> right? Except for him, he's a wide receiver. It's called, it's called an outlier on the yeah, bell okay, curve. Good. All right. Where outlier on the tight end bell. He's curve. not running Talk jet sweeps in the NFL either. I got news for you. Yeah. No. So why do you, so Max Duggan? What do you think of Max and how he played? <sighs> Man, I, I, listen, I, I got to watch Max twice this year, um, and then of course watching the, the kid is all heart. Um, he is a leader of men. I mean, when you talk to them, I did the interviews after the Fiesta Bowl, and to hear all of his teammates, offensive and defensive, talk about Max Duggan. The he's the heartbeat of that squad. They would do anything for him. You know, the offensive line is like, I'll, I'll jump in front of a bullet for this dude, man. The way he sacrifices himself, busted elbows, out of breath. He leaves it all on the line. I love Max Duggan, and I can't wait to see him on Sundays because I think this kid is going from a backup. Think about the wow. wherewithal. In today's NIL transfer portal environment, both he and Stetson Bennett said, I'm jumping in the portal. For what? It's like, I'm going to stick it out. The resiliency, the grit, <laughs> and you're not the starter out the gate, and you win the job, and you win over everybody in that room, and to become a Heisman finalist, both of them, when you're talking about former backups, walk-ons in this situation, is just tremendous, and Max Duggan, you know, and what he did... Last year, I, I have to give him all the credit in the world because I watched it. I, I had the Big 12 championship game. I watched him will them into the overtime game. And literally, because of decision making, taking the ball off of the line of scrimmage on the half yard line, I would have ran sweep because I would have ran sneak three times in a row. Because guess what? That kid's not going to be denied. The kid just took you down 85 yards down the field by himself with his legs, and you hand it off. Three times to then come up a half yard short? Come on. Oh. That kid's the ultimate heart, and, and I, I love him. I can't wait to see what he does at the next level because he's earned that opportunity. Max, we had two good semifinal games this year, and that was an anomaly. Usually you don't get any. But then we had the blowout, a 58-point game in the, in the championship game. When you see the way the postseason unfolds, despite the two great semifinal games this year, how does it make you feel about a 12-team playoff? Does it make you more excited that this is going to help the competitive balance and give the viewers and fans more competitive postseason football? Or is the 12-team playoff going to essentially create a funnel for Alabama and Georgia to meet in the championship game most years than not, maybe with an occasional Ohio State appearance or Clemson maybe once in a while. It just seems like it's really opening the door for the for the for the for the team with the most stars to end up in the championship game. Well I think I think early on the first two years you'll probably get that type of power vacuum. But I think what do kids care about when they're looking at schools? They care about the option and the opportunity to compete for a championship. And if I see those teams that have appearances in there in that first round, if you're the field of 12, I'm thinking, you know what? It's going to help recruiting. Okay. Why do I want to go to Alabama and sit for three years and then get my one year? And yes, I'll accrue some rings along the way, but I won't put my hand in the pile, really. Whereas if I can go here, oh, wait a second. Yeah. If I can go to Tennessee, yep. if I can go to Michigan, if I can go to insert random Big 12 name here, 
I'm going to try and do that. Yep. If I can go to Oregon or Washington and sneak in, it's not just USC who will then be Big 12 by then. Uh, I'm sorry, will be Big, Big, Big 10. 10 by then. Big 10, yep. Um, I can go to these other schools and these other conferences, and I can get there a lot easier. I think that's what it's going to create. I think you are going to create more division of wealth of those stars, and it won't be as concise because it's not just two teams or four teams that I have to feed to or else I don't get any recognition. Now I've widened the field, and now I can cast the net in a bunch of different places and possibly be a star and get more NIL money at the other schools because the other one's already saturated. Right. I I worry about the teams that are seated three through 12 having enough to you can win a game tcu proved that you can but to win multiple games or just knock off the big dog yeah or you knock off the big dog early hey listen but they have but they have buys i mean i'd rather they have a chance than not yeah yeah i i would like to just say hey i got on this stage be oklahoma for a couple of years and then just amass the stars right we make it you get blown out oh well but i'm getting to that game you're gonna get bodies and you're gonna get heisman trophy finalists all right guys let's jump back into the cardinals after the break the future of d hop maximum football continues next wolf and luke tim ring in for luke lipinski arizona Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.